Over the past few weeks, I have been sitting with or just being open to how to convey what I have been experiencing over the past few weeks uh, from a health and physical uh, health-related standpoint and what it has to do with mindfulness and the practice of mindfulness and what I sometimes uh, will refer to as mindful coping or uh, what I I will refer to sometimes as even being mindful on our feet in the middle of life while it's all happening. And while I don't want to really get hung up in the specifics of what is going on, uh, it is not because I don't want to share that with people. It's just in this particular context, I find that there really isn't any need to, uh, to get into the story of what actually is going on. What I would share, just to give this enough context for what I'm going to share about it to hopefully make sense and shed some light on this, is that for me, uh, this is something that I am dealing with that has been uh, by far uh, the most scary and the most uh, uncertain and most tenuous situation I've ever dealt with uh, in terms of my own physical health and my own physical wellness. I have been very, uh, very lucky and I feel very grateful that as someone at uh, in my late 50s, uh, not really having had any real major health struggles, uh, I've certainly had issues over the years, but nothing as scary as what I am uh, dealing with currently. And when I say scary, what I'm really speaking of is uh, that I can say that it's scary or I can say that it's tenuous or I can say that it's unsettling, which at times it really, it has been and certainly can be unsettling and it can be scary. And this is all uh, something that makes life very tenuous. That is really ultimately what I realized uh, as, as I started to experience uh, the things that I was experiencing, and it's very unpredictable, that mindfulness practice, it is really about living moment to moment in the face of danger, in the face of fear, in the face of uncertainty, whatever it may be. Uh, and because I've never necessarily, I've had things, you know, I've had difficult situations come and go. I've had emotional upset. I've had times where I've been deeply depressed. Uh, as a person who struggled with chronic depression all my life, I've had long periods of time where I have felt very despondent, where I have felt very discouraged, very emotionally upset, hurt, withdrawn, whatever the case may be. Uh, there have certainly been times uh, over the past 30 years that I've been practicing mindfulness that there have been physical illnesses. There have been times when I have been temporarily uncomfortable and never really a guarantee that, you know, that I would get over those things. But in this case, this is something that has much, you know, deeper, uh, what's the word I'm trying to use here? This has uh, more serious ramifications and this is not just going to be an illness that is going to uh, just come and go. So what I've found is that if I start thinking about the fear if I start thinking about what's going to happen to me, if I start getting really caught up in speculating about what this is going to lead to, 
what it's going to feel like, how scared I'm going to be or how fearful I may be. Uh, will I ever be able to recover from going through something like this? There's all these questions that, that, that come from that naturally arise when I start thinking about this situation. And I don't want to say that thinking about this is bad or wrong. I'm not judging this at all. I'm, I'm certainly not above or beyond thinking about this or times in my life or things that, you know, where I have been troubled or things that, you know, thinking about things that trouble me. But what I do know, and I have really internalized this is, and, I, and I've had, this has provided me with a very powerful opportunity and a tremendous opportunity to experience fear and to also realize that there is the ability to have a level of awareness that comes online that allows me, and there it's nothing special about me. I, I am in no way gifted. I have no special or unique gifts or talents. I'm just a person that's practiced mindfulness. I'm human. I'm certainly flawed. I certainly have my issues. But the practice itself is what ultimately has enabled uh, any evolution in me, any changes in me to where I can begin to realize that it is when I get to a place where I am thinking about the fear that I'm feeling or any negative emotion that I'm feeling or any disturbing emotion that I'm feeling, that that is ultimately what takes me away from here and now. And I know some people might ask, okay, if, if in the here and now uh, I'm feeling fear and I'm feeling pain and I don't know what's going to happen and I don't know if I'm going, you know, I can get very dramatic about this and I can take this to its, you know, I can, I can really kind of get carried away with this and take it to its furthest conclusion. And that's all thinking. Uh, but I also realize that there's also another alternative for me and that is, and it's not going to magically make the fear go away. And that's the other thing that I really do want to emphasize is that I used to think that if I felt fear, if I felt negative emotions, it was about making them go away. I either wanted to, to distract myself or to chase these feelings away or stuff them down. Uh, and I thought if I, I could think my way out of it, if I felt fear, I could think my way out of fear. And it never really worked for me. I can't say that, it, you know, I can't say that it doesn't work for everyone. All I can know is my own life experiences. But I know that for me, what I have found is to cultivate what has helped. The only thing that has helped has been to cultivate the ability. And it's available to all of us. It's available to anyone who wants to do this and to engage in the practice and sustain a mindfulness practice is to be able to develop and cultivate this level of awareness that comes online when one practices paying attention to their own thoughts and to what the content of those thoughts are. And to be the more that we do this, uh, what I have found over the years is that there's this ability to develop oneself, to cultivate, I've heard of you referred to before as cultivating the witness. Or, you know, it's almost like it's a, th it's almost like you're what there's someone, what you're watching yourself with these thoughts going through your head. And I know when you're feeling pain and I know when we're feeling pain and, and we're suffering in some way that it's very hard to have that witness or that level of awareness that is behind our own mind that's thinking these thoughts. Because if we are feeling pain, if we are scared and fearful, 
then it feels very real. And I certainly, I'm certainly not denying the pain and I'm certainly not denying the fear or any other negative emotions. But I know that while like there's no magic pill or no magic bullet, so to speak, to make the fear go away. Uh, I know that, you know, in terms of pain, yes, I know there are medications that clearly can help with that. But in the moment, uh, if that, if there, if there isn't, and I realize there's a host of, uh, physical, uh, issues that can cause varying levels of pain. And I, I, and I don't know enough about that to even speak about it other than my own situation and my own condition that I'm dealing with that, in, in the absence of something that, you know, some medication that could, or it may be possible that it takes a period of time for medication to work, that there may be some lag time where, you know, sometimes we are feeling pain and there's nothing that can be done about it. And there's fear around that. And there's, and there's, and there's a lot of thought around, we're thinking a lot about what we're feeling. And it's very natural to do that because we're wired as human beings to do that. Uh, neurologically speaking, but I also know that if I believe everything that I'm thinking about what I'm feeling, ultimately it's going to make, for me, what I have found over the years is that it makes things worse because I'm expending all of my time and energy trying to think about what this is, what it means, what it's going to lead to, how bad is it going to get, how long is it going to last, and trying to find either someone to blame it on or even to turn it in on myself and blame myself for it. Uh, and I realize sometimes in, in this case, yes, there's things that I certainly could have done better. There's things that I could have managed better. And I do take responsibility for that. But at the same time, continuing to be stuck in a, you know, in a cycle, a never ending, a vicious cycle of thinking about, you know, uh, thoughts of guilt or beating myself up emotionally. None of that is really going to help uh, in terms of me being able to cope with the pain from, you know, some physical issue. Uh, none, none, of, none of that is going to help me deal with the fear that I may be feeling. And so, and I do want to emphasize again, I am not speaking of a magical way to make fear go away. What I've found is, and this is not because of me, but over the years I've had the opportunity to work with various healers and therapists and to be able to realize that the only way, and at least this has been for me, I'm not advocating this for anyone else because I can only know what works for me, is to feel, to more fully feel this pain. And I know with physical pain, that is not always easy to do. And, I, and I'm not always able to do it well. There are times when I lose my perspective, I lose my ability to be objective, and I go into some sort of emotional reaction and I get upset and I quote unquote lose my mind and I get you know out of sorts, whatever you want to call it. But what I found is what is so comforting is that even if I do that and totally lose my perspective, there is this core of awareness that is there. Because, and the reason that it's there is because I've chosen to do the practice. Anyone can. And it doesn't mean that we're immune to anything. It doesn't mean that I'm special in any way. It just means that it's just a consequence of choosing to pay attention to what my mind is thinking about what I'm feeling. And I will say that for me, while it will not make this condition go away, while it will not make me immune to further pain and suffering, if I choose to suffer, and I know sometimes, you know, suffering gets into a very complicated, it can be a very complicated subject, 
if I'm going to suffer what what I what I really want for myself, it, 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 if possible, is to not make to not to add to that suffering, to not inflict suffering on myself that is unnecessary. I want to be able to try to move through this as gracefully as I can uh, and embrace what is going on because for me, I can't say that for anyone else, but for me, this is this is the way, this is the path because I can't see any other way that's going to help me cope any more effectively than this. And so while I am in the process of cleaning up my act and uh, making better choices, taking better care of myself physically, uh, because I admit that I have not always made good choices and there's a lot of deep and complex reasons for that. And I'm very grateful to be working uh, with a healer that is helping me begin to kind of take a deeper look at these things. This is way beyond the scope of what I'm talking about here now, today, at this moment. Uh, that what, what, what I want to do is give myself every available opportunity to cope more effectively and to hold it together and to not lose it and to not lose my focus and my perspective. But at the same time, uh, mindfulness practice also allows me to, to see uh, where my thoughts prevent me from doing that, to be able to, to, I can recognize immediately if I choose, if I'm open to really paying attention. And I know when we're in pain and I know when we're in fear and when we're scared, uh, it is harder to be objective and to really watch what's going through our minds and how we're thinking and what we're thinking. And it is not always something, and it's not about being perfect. It's not about always being able to do it. But I will say this, that engaging in this practice and paying really close attention to what I'm thinking about what I'm feeling, both physically, and I realize ultimately what I'm feeling emotionally is really in the physical body. I don't really want to get caught up in all of the uh, the deeper uh, ways of looking at this and I certainly don't know enough about the actual medical science to really discuss this uh, with anyone anyway but what I'm saying is is that if I can actually be present with these things and not get caught up in my thoughts or my opinions or my beliefs about what this is and where this is leading and you know how bad it's going to get and what's going to happen to me and what I think people are going to do and how it's going to affect me. This, I realize this thing can get out of control really quickly, and I've had the opportunity over the past few weeks to uh, sometimes let it get out of control, and that's a choice that I've made, and I realize that, uh, but I do want to be very completely candid and open about that, that this has not been, I do not want to give anyone the impression that I have sailed through this, uh, you know, because of being able to utilize mindfulness practice, that this has been, uh, an easy road and that I have, you know, I don't want people to think that I have not gotten in my own way, that I've not made it difficult, more difficult than it has to be because I have. But what is so encouraging and really comforting to me in, 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 this, in a certain way is that this practice, after engaging in this, that awareness is there, that witness is there. And if I choose, I can begin to disengage from any thoughts that are leading me into more just and all they really do is lead me into more emotional reactivity and cause me to just really end up creating this atmosphere within my own being uh, of more turbulence of more uh, instability and uh, ultimately more stress more nervous energy and the inability and an increasing inability 
to cope with life as it is and on its own terms, because sometimes I can't change what is, that I really can ultimately choose to be aware and I can be here now and I can be not be afraid, or even if I am afraid, to pay attention to those thoughts and feel the pain and feel the uncertainty and feel the fear. And I know sometimes you know pain and fear blend together, and so I don't want to get too caught up in speaking of these things as absolutes, but what it comes right down to is that if I can just remember, even when I'm not holding it together, even when I am a huge mess emotionally, and I'm not above and beyond that, and I'm not immune to that, that if I can just remember one thing, and that is that I have given myself this gift over and over and over, uh, choosing to pay attention to these thoughts, even when it doesn't feel good, even when it really, really feels horrible, to, uh, to see these thoughts coming through and to see myself and really asking myself sometimes, hey, am I really going to think this way? Am I really going to do this again? Am I really going to put myself through this again? The answer sometimes, unfortunately, is yes, I am going to do that until I don't anymore. And when I, what I find is that if I, when I finally decide not to do it anymore, to put myself through all this needless suffering, it is because of one thing that I have chosen to familiarize myself with and practice having the ability to recognize that these thoughts, just because I'm thinking them, doesn't mean they're real. And to remember the difference between absolute reality and relative reality. The relative reality, my teacher taught this and my guru taught me this many years ago, relative reality is the reality that I think. I think this is how it is, but I think this is how it is based on my ego, based on my identity, based on the agenda that I have as this, you know, investing in this human identity as someone doing something, living life, trying to do this or do that or get here or get there. Uh, whereas absolute reality is just really what is. And it has nothing to do with my identity, who I think I am. Uh, it's completely indifferent to that. And so if I can just remember and get, get, get back acquainted again, with absolute reality, you know, in other words, what, what really is going on, uh, then I'm going to, I'm going to find myself being much more likely to be able to cope when there is pain, uh, when there is uncertainty, when it is tenuous and when it doesn't feel good. And in fact, sometimes when it feels awful, uh, to, to, uh, to be a human being that I can just remember that if it doesn't feel good, if I'm in pain or if I'm in fear, to recognize and really see and appreciate that it's my thoughts that make it so much more painful, that make the fear so much worse, and it really does. And one day, the first, I, and I can't say that I remember the exact first time I had that epiphany, but I know that it was life changing for me if I could just remember uh, and and to that experience of being able to see that the thinking itself, the looping thoughts, you know, getting stuck in this never ending vicious cycle of thinking thoughts and speculating about what is happening to me and getting into self-blame or blaming others for that matter. It doesn't really matter whether I'm blaming others or myself. Uh, and it, But I also realize I don't want to abdicate taking responsibility or uh, holding others responsible when it is necessary. But I also know that it's, it's the way that I'm doing that. It's the thoughts in which I am, the, the way the thoughts are powering my either holding others responsible or holding myself responsible uh, and being accountable for, you know, whatever it is that I'm choosing to do. 
I know that I can come back home, so to speak. And I, that is not a saying that I've made up. That is something that I heard a, med, a, a meditation, a mindfulness teacher say many years ago that really resonates with me. Coming back home to myself, remembering the witness, remembering that I've cultivated this ability to pay attention to these thoughts. And the whole point of that is so that I can actually not believe what it is that I'm thinking just because I'm the one that's thinking it doesn't mean it's the truth. And in a lot of cases, that is actually very healing because as much as I, the temptation as a human being to cherish my own thoughts, uh, I don't necessarily have to buy into that. Sometimes it's very tempting, but I also know that it's really going to lead me further away from the truth and from what's really going on. I really just want to be here. And I can't say that I uh, uh, never want to not be. I, I do sometimes not want to be here when it feels horrible. But I know that ultimately, if I'm going to cope, if I'm going to be able to make it from moment to moment and live with whatever it is that I'm dealing with, uh, even whether it's you know a physical uh, situation or it's an emotional issue, uh, issue, no matter what it is, I can be here because I practice being here. And that's the only way I can really be here and really have any perspective. The only way I can really be objective is to pay attention to those thoughts. And I don't have to analyze them. I don't have to uh, uh, discredit them. I don't even have to judge them. In fact, it's better if I don't do any of those things. It's really just about being an impartial witness. I don't have to criticize the thoughts or myself for having them because I'm a human being. It's just natural. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's okay or not. It's what is. Ultimately, I'm a human being, and so there are going to be thoughts. If I can just remember that they're thoughts and they're not the absolute truth, I can begin to see that uh, I don't have to really spend any extra time or energy or any time or energy following them and chasing them, and they'll pass on their own. And eventually, these, these feelings that I'm having, these emotions, uh, are really coming and going like waves. And if I can just feel them and ride them out, and I know sometimes i found that it has taken having the help of someone who is trained to do this work I can't do all this necessarily myself because I don't know enough about it, but at least being able to, the one thing that I can do for myself is to continue to practice mindfulness and, and to cope mindfully and to stay mindful on my feet, even when I feel like I'm going to lose, miss my step, or I'm going to trip and fall over, metaphorically speaking, I can get back up on my feet again, metaphorically, and, uh, and be able to actually be here in life where it's all happening and not retreat somewhere believing all of my own thoughts that sometimes will just lead me to a place where I'm not really going to be any good to anyone, including myself. And it's really just about paying attention to those thoughts and ultimately choosing to be here and witnessing them and letting them come and go and letting them pass and just trusting and having some faith in my own ability to be able to do that.